Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode of iPad Pros is sponsored by Agenda. Learn more at www.agenda.com. Also, though, I think just this is why I think this is a big year for shortcuts is so many people come in, they're like automations, and then it doesn't work automatically. And they're like, I'm never going to use this again. That was stupid. So like now it actually works when you say it. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. This is an exciting one. iPad OS 17 is now out for everyone. And along with that, a new version of Shortcuts. Shortcuts version 7. And as I have on each and every year since 2018, Matthew Castanelli is with us today to dive deep into Shortcuts version 7. What has Apple added over the summer? And uh, also, what have they taken away? As you'll hear in this discussion, lots of actions were removed during the beta process, and hopefully they get added back at some point during the year. So that's what this episode is all about, shortcuts and all of the additions that you have to look forward to, including true automation this year. You can find Matthew's work at matthewcasinelli.com. And my thanks to Matthew for his time with this very in-depth chat as we do every year to dive into all things shortcuts. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing to do is go out and download Agenda, who's sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. I'll be sharing a bit later in this episode about Agenda's iOS and iPadOS 17 update, as well as how I use Agenda's shortcut actions to automate Agenda. But for now, head over to Agenda.com to learn more and get started with this awesome app that I've used for years at this point to produce the show. And with that, here's my discussion with Matthew, all about Shortcuts version 7. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Matthew. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. Yeah. we've. Uh, I'm not sure if we... do we start with Shortcuts version 1 back in the day? I forget how long we've been doing Maybe. this. Maybe. I feel like we always start this show by <laughs> trying to remember how many times we've recorded. But we are. I had to look annual at... tradition. Yeah. I had to look at past <laughs> episodes to figure out what version of Shortcuts this officially is. And it's officially version 7. So this, yeah. this, this feels like, you know, we had the iOS 7. It seems like that was like a big deal um, as far as like the OS is getting matured. And uh, wow, Shortcuts is uh, getting old at this point. Yeah, it's weird. It's the fact that it's been out for seven years is like, yeah, doesn't doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, we weren't quite sure when Apple acquired them <laughs> what would happen in the uh, best possible scenario, I think, here. Definitely. I'd yeah. say we're we're getting into like the beyond realm of like I don't know. We'll see with Vision Pro in the future, but like Yeah, it's like it was of one of the apps on the Vision Pro that you could sneak a peek. Oh, there's the shortcuts icon on the Apple Vision Pro. Well, it's, it's like it's not even that though. It's the the app intent we'll get into this later, yeah, yeah. but the app intense APIs that power shortcuts power a lot of how interactive widgets work and mm. I think potentially some future stuff in vision vision pro so oh very cool should be interesting yeah uh so for those that don't know who you are you are matthew Casanelli, uh and you you are all things shortcuts uh, what all um are you up to these days um yeah i mean since working at apple i've been doing independent stuff since shortcuts came out and that's been a lot of fun uh just recently i started doing some more app consulting um because there's a lot of apps out there that need shortcut support yeah. a lot that adopted it like two to three years ago and then stopped. And so now I'm kind of trying to work more directly with some developers to 
just give advice on what they should do and specific for their app and things like that. So very that's cool. been fun. Yeah, very cool and very useful for the community to make sure, you know, when developers are paying attention to shortcuts, uh, what they should actually be doing instead of just like, you know, Starbucks has where you can reorder your, your coffee drink, um, <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of people use, but... Um, yeah yeah but every brand i mean yeah some of them are just aren't super obvious and other ones are and there's always just optimizations and it's kind of like i know it when i see it and so Mm -hmm. now you can hire me to do that officially for you if you have an app so (laughs) yeah and as you said with the interactive widgets that work can be used for other things which will be cool totally yeah so i'm curious um What's your iPad life like uh, these days? How has that changed at all in the past year? And um, what's your current iPad uh, setup these days? It's definitely been interesting. Um, the main, the biggest difference this last year is I've been reviewing the M2 iPad Pro. Yeah. So I've been getting a taste of the latest and greatest because I still was on the 2018. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are rocking that one still. It's held yeah. its ground, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was hitting the ceiling pretty hard there at the end um, just because I have so many shortcuts and with so many widgets, even just memory and swapping and things like that, we're, yeah. we're starting to struggle. And then just I really wanted to test the external display stuff yeah. and Final Cut Pro type things. And so thankfully, Apple was like, you can you can test it. So I have been working with off of that. Um, and that's been really good. Is it a um, one terabyte model or one of the lower storage models? I think it's one terabyte. Okay. I think they always do that. Yeah. At least, so well, you, you, you also get the 16 gigabytes of RAM with one terabyte. So that's totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. Um, I really like the display too. Like watching uh, every once in a while, I'll be watching an Apple show and I'll be like, wait, this actually looks better on my iPad than my TV because yeah, the iPad screens are just like perfectly built for it. Yeah, um, it's yeah. I, I watch a lot of shows there, and it's gets me excited for Apple Vision Pro because it'll be that, but movie theater size screen. Um, yeah, that <laughs> that'll be fascinating too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I use all three sizes of iPad. I have an 11 inch from 2020, uh-huh. and then a, I I also got an iPad Mini, awesome. and so I have been kind of I always do balance and jaw. Uh, just like switch between them constantly and i'm t- always trying to find the best combination i do think i've kind of been struggling because i will always get my ipad really set up mm-hmm. and then oh i mean i have i have so many issues with shortcuts home screen widgets failing and and mm. sync problems that sometimes shortcuts on the ipad just goes too slow for me and on the mac it can it's like one of many processes, and so it doesn't right. struggle as much. Um, okay. So sometimes I do move away from that, but then, I mean, there's been all this discussion lately about like iPad as a laptop replacement, and I don't necessarily, I never even fully went for that myself, but I think mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out where it fits more because there's I if I don't have an iPad, I really don't just like being on the Mac all the time too. So there's there's yeah. definitely a place for it in my life at all times. And every single day I'm using like I'm using an iPad and a Mac at the same time most of the time. So what's the better shortcut building experience? Is it the Mac these days or is the iPad in touching and it depends. Yeah. Um I do think I I like the touch experience, but I think it has been struggling for me personally because 
I mean, I have like over 3,000 shortcuts. And so during beta season, it can be pretty rough to use the touch interface and just like typing in or just something is going a little too slow. I think I just, it feels so much more natural though. Um, I wish they added some of the keyboard shortcuts that were on the Mac to Mm. the iPad. They did most of them, but there's not the same. um, You can't click on a cell and then insert. If you use a keyboard shortcut on the Mac, it'll put, like, if you click on an action, you can press Command-Shift-V, and it'll put a variable right after that. Oh, nice. On the iPad, it puts it at the bottom. And so, like, if they had some more of that um, in the editor, I'd probably use it. Gotcha, yeah. You are a Final Cut Pro user on the Mac. Is that accurate? Yeah. How have you found uh, the iPad version so far? I like it. I think I think in the same thing, I, I when I record streams, I do like seven tracks. And yeah. It is like just above what Final Cut can handle. Okay. So I did run into quickly that my particular workflow wasn't perfect for it. Yeah. But I do think in terms of, again, the same thing as... I use the iPad as part of the ecosystem. And so bringing in my footage to edit it down to make that first kind of assembly run, Mm -hmm. great on the iPad. And then I usually don't want to sit there on the Mac right after I record to do that either. So I'll bring it into Final Cut, trim it down, and do some of that basic storyline stuff. And then it's kind of like uh, there's online editing and offline editing, and I'll do one half on the iPad and the other half on the Mac. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, as far as iPad, I was 17, which as you're listening to this, uh, I believe will be out. <laughs> how has this update changed how you use the iPad? I know we have interactive widgets, which are currently just now in beta and that'll change a lot once that, you know, starts to roll out. But, uh, how's the, the iPad OS 17 been treating you? I definitely like the stage manager changes. Those made, a big difference just in terms of being able to actually use windows where you want to. Um, I'll say shortcuts got the extra large widget, which you know, that means I went to town with that. (laughs) So I put every single one of my widgets into the shortcuts, extra large widget and redesigned my whole home screen around that. That's awesome. That's kind of been the major change is just that it's kind of like iPad OS has, caught up to where I was designing my home screens three years ago right. with tons of shortcuts on the home screen. And so now, I mean, even with interactive widgets, like I've had interactive widgets this whole time with shortcuts. So <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, did the, rest the shortcuts will be great, widget but. change its interactivity at all? Is it functionally the same or did it? No. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago they changed from, the basic it was it used to be like workflow ui and then they pulled apart shortcuts into the siri interface and so that's still just part of the siri stuff that pops over so gotcha it's always kind of like the widget itself is just telling the shortcut to run separately um so it's not like they were like truly interactive but again you could do it from the home screen without opening the app so that's been that's been the big thing and it, it really is like I take it for granted because I've been using stuff from the home screen for the last few years. And now everybody else will be having the same kind of experience where the home screen is kind of like this place that you stay and do stuff from rather than just immediately jumping into apps. So yeah. it does, especially on iPad, like right. that's what it's for. 
And a lot of times, even when I'm using it at my Mac, like universal control means I can still interact with it in the same way. So having a good iPad home screen, even if you're at a Mac, can still be really beneficial. Have you dove into lock screen shortcuts on the iPad? Is that of use to you or do you prefer just being on the bigger home screen that seems like a more natural place to live? I I have. I, I mean... I, one of the problems that I'm having with the lock screens is that I have 10 of them. And so each individual widget is something that I don't see as often. Um, also, the iPad is asleep. So I tap it and then I open it and then I'm using it. Right. So there's like one second where I see the lock screen. I think this is a pretty clear precursor to the next iPad having a always on display or like even just a like a FaceTime or not uh face ID, like location awareness. Like it could tell that you're there. So it lights up yeah, sort of thing. Right. Um, because otherwise right now it doesn't, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but like, yeah, it'd be cool if like your Apple watch was nearby, how it would just be on if it's like plugged in or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Definitely. I think in general, they need to make like the watch know that you're using the iPad and the iPad, all those kind of like they are vaguely aware of each other right now, but they're not very intelligently. Aware. Right. Yeah. So. Anything else in the iPad world this past 12 months worth catching up on before we move on? Um, I'm not sure. I think in general, iPad is just kind of like chugging along the way it always has been. The, I mean, we'll get into some of the features that we had with shortcuts. Yeah. That, with like uh, stage manager automations or display automations that I think take what we got last year and make just like let you utilize it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And there's just low hanging fruit there. But in general, it's kind of funny that there has been so much discussion about the iPad as like, I'm not sure the purpose of it when simultaneously we just got everything we've ever wanted with it. And now there's it's almost like there's like nothing left to pine for so people are like oh okay well, i'm satisfied now but that's not that's not nearly as it, like it's a fun discussion as, it's like you know the ipad is what it is it's slowly getting better and better slowly and people want everything now um like with, they want audio hijack to be capable on ipad and stuff like that i get it yeah those ones are long overdue but I don't know. At the same time, like you're, I spent two thousand dollars on my iPad setup, and it's like I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna, and I actually enjoy making. I enjoy all the things, and it's not like a big like struggle for me to like figure how to do stuff because that's just how my mind works, whatever. But like, if I had, if I owned a Mac, a modern Mac, and a modern iPad, uh, use whatever tool uh, seems best for that current job. But you know. It seems like there's a lot of people out there that probably just, you know, uh, would only buy one or the other, you know. I think it goes back to, to like, I mean, maybe there was a bit during the, I don't know if it, the pandemic era has anything to do with it, but like the iPad is the future of not being at your desk 24-7. And yeah, maybe some of what people need right now is to be at their desk 24-7 <laughs> and that's okay for for that but also there is this whole other world of computing where we're not just in our rooms the whole time and so like maybe vision pro is executing on that too but like 
all of, all of the above. I think there's a there's always a place for it, and for an iPad to be both is always great. Like I take my iPad and I'll watch a movie and I'll do work on it. I don't want to use my laptop to do to do those personal things, and right. so I think having that that blend of a computer is is always going to have a, an awesome place. Yeah, I think for me personally, shortcuts was always the reason I loved the iPad. And then I got out on the Mac and I was like, great. And now I can do everything anywhere. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't know, but if you didn't dive into that whole workflow, you might not reap those benefits like people like us have. So, Yeah. And for me, the external display support and especially the with, um, with stage manager being so good now, as far as not being overly controlling about, its opinions. Um, it, it it does feel like when I dock into this display that I, I got a little, you know, simplified version of the Mac with all the. I prefer the the the, the apps that I like are on my iPad. Like um, there was no Ferrite for Mac. I, I don't want to use Logic. And, yeah, that's you the know. that's the one awesome one for podcasters. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of apps. You know, Audio Hijack would be cool to have. Um, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy with my ecosystem of apps I have now, and um, I'm sure there's apps I'd love on the Mac, but I just don't have access to that right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, this past year, how has your kind of coverage of shortcuts evolved? I know you have a new membership podcast, which is pretty great. Uh, you've done uh, – is it just the one episode for now? And you're working yeah, on I'm recording. I just finished prepping for the second one, which is going to be a long one, but definitely – that's been a, a change is I just want to like give people contacts like this. It's like, I'm jealous when you get to spend two hours talking about all these updates. Um, so yeah, just kind of doing that more regularly. I'm kind of, I'm trying to keep up link blogging too, because I used to do everything in my newsletter and mm-hmm. I really, I struggled over time with if it, it seemed like I was never publishing on my website because I'd saved all these good stories every week. So I switched to now like link blogging all of them. And so I've been doing tons of little posts, um, but it's pretty easy to miss. So then again, the newsletter is like just the roundup, pretty much the same material, but now it's actually on the web and hopefully giving people more access to that stuff. Um, Very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just part of that is that um, Apple has also been publishing change logs for shortcuts for the last year, which has been really nice very convenient for a show like this i'm not gonna lie but also <laughs> just in general because they sh- they're i i love it because you don't need thing, to like holding, look at reddit and dive into all the updates yeah, and make well sure there's actually missed. that all comes out afterwards so we still do have to do that um <laughs> but they do they detail like every little fix which is nice so things that i would just never notice of like this bug was resolved or whatever um but also we can hold their feet to the fire and say, you fixed this six months ago and now it's broken again. Why isn't this fixed still? <laughs> and things like that. So yeah. there's definitely a, a long history of bugs with shortcuts that are still probably unresolved. So if you have any current bugs out there and your shortcuts user file them again and we can start being like, why isn't this, why isn't this fixed yet? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, since we spoke last a year with shortcut six, I'm curious, were there any mid-year updates to shortcuts with new actions or anything, something like that? Yeah, so that was one of the big, in the release notes for uh, 16.4, I think it was, they added 
a whole a whole new set just mid year for fun. I think this is I if they're somehow listening to this later, please do this every year because giving us actions is is great. But we got actions for the books app, for intercom on the HomePod, uh, VPN, AirDrop, the stage manager stuff, uh, announce notifications, silence unknown callers, night shift, true tone, always on display. Um, you you can shut down, restart, and lock your display on iOS and iPadOS uh, and Mac. Um, and then on Mac, you can also log out, sleep, put the display to sleep. So lots of little functions. Um, but the books ones I love. I'm all about interacting with the books app uh, and all the audiobook stuff that I have. They they just made it a little bit easier there. But the the intercom one is sweet. You can just have Siri speak anything in your house. Huh. You could have it like transcribe your whole podcast and then just I don't know why you'd want to do it over the intercom, <laughs> but you could have an automatic weather announcement every morning at nine a.m. if you wanted to. Yeah, see, that's th- these are the real ones that I didn't. I got like behind on these, and I didn't really put them to the great use. Where with automations, I was like, can I just have it read out any alert at any time? It says, in my house. Yeah, it says here on WatchOS. Um, what's the deal with? Um, I've always been confused by WatchOS. It seems like some stuff runs locally, other stuff not so much. Um, yeah. Does like WatchOS will talk to the HomePods? Because I know I can't AirPlay to HomePod for my watch. No, I mean that part is just, intercom is just built into the Home features, and it's it's even on the Home app on the watch. Okay, so it's gotcha. just sending it like an audio signal. Okay, it's not like running it at uh, this year though. You'll be able to do app shortcuts on HomePod, which is a good update. So nice. like. In general, the HomePod just hands things back to the phone, but the, I think the watch is slowly trying to do more and more of the execution of the shortcut. Uh, it just kind of depends on the steps, I think. Nice. And I like the VPN one, because you get like a focus mode that um, you use a VPN at, at work and it automatically connects while you're on your work focus. That seems like a smart you know, way to totally. use it. Right? I think what's what's hard about this whole set of actions is like, I can't really like make sexy demos. It's just yes. like just use it. Like if you need it, use it. If not, don't. But I think some of them are are more like announce notifications is a fun one. So it's like during work mode, Siri can read out your notifications over your headphones, but not I, during personal I mode say, or something. I really love the I I use that for iMessages where the AirPods will read off what's coming in, and that's super handy to me. Um, yeah. I use it, I, I feel like I've said this before, maybe not on the show, but I use it for my uh, membership program, and it is it is pretty awesome for a series to be like, hey, you just got paid. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun one to get. <laughs> so if anyone wants to help me test that out. <laughs> and then uh, the stage manager, <laughs> currently it, this this new action we got in mid-year enables disables, uh, which is very yeah. cool because so, you, you could have a focus mode that with I'm in this focus mode, I'm in this kind of mode where I want stage venture on and otherwise turn it off. And there's also toggles on that action for the the dock in the recent apps. So oh, you can kind of have, cool. I made like options where it's like one, it's like I just want the dock, one I want just the side yeah. thing, clear it off, put on both. I think what I struggled with is I just want more advanced actions to place windows in those yes. stages. I want to be able to set really, up like I want to uh 
a shortcut to like, this is my um, podcasting stage. Hit that. It's set up with the four apps I'm using and a different, you yeah. know, that'd be great. But, yeah, you know, it's like, I feel like uh, it's yeah. like, uh, this is one of those things too, where we're like, this seems so obvious. And then they just like, don't do it for like a year and a half. They and have like, Come ones on. for split screen <laughs> setups. Yeah. So they, they realize we'll, this we'll is a thing it. people want. I, it will put two apps on the stage um, if you use that and then have stage manager activated. Okay. So like you can kind of get there. And I think but only two apps. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can't remember if you do two and then you Slide also over. open on slide over and then toggle stage manager on, it might put all three. Right. Yeah. I'll play um, around that, but they should really just yeah. have this and they should have different modes where like resize the window to a quarter I know totally. some some way of way of resizing to take up each a quarter of the screen. It's or all like built that. into the Mac OS too. So like, again, I think it's like, I I it's either coming in the point one or this point four again of iOS seventeen, or they have to wait a whole another year. It's like I can see some of these just like not working very well, or a stage manager has to be right first before. Yeah, I could see that be being a thing. They're trying to perfect what stage manager is before they add actions to it on ipad yeah but the um the display uh, setting with uh true tone and night shift the one thing i really want uh at some point is um when i'm editing a photo to turn on the ipad's fancy reference mode but it seems like that was not included there same same feature i think doesn't it require us a restart no it doesn't require a restart okay yeah i think i don't think i've tried it actually um that restart action I actually do use, and it's kind of nice because it's kind of hard to go in and find, or like to even on an iPad, you can't really just like restart it. Um, no, I tend to just shut. I go to the settings and shut down. But there yeah, is so an hour restart. Any bugs, any bug issues, you can actually restart the device, which is nice. That's that's probably yeah. That's gonna be easier than doing the. Whenever they switch to the new way of restarting it, they'll do some kind of like Konami cheat code to restart your devices now. <laughs> Yeah, like the up-down volume. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always have to, um, you know, look on a search engine. How do I force restart my iPhone? It's acting up. <laughs> I I can't remember it. It's yeah. totally. And then the one time, I'm thank- thankfully it's never happened to me. But the one time you don't actually have a second device is what I'm always worried about. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, the always-on display toggle. Uh, seems cool for the iphone that has it and stuff yeah but, um, it's like uh in settings too and uh one thing actually for a lot of these individual features is they're now this i'm assuming this is built using shortcuts but it's not they have a settings feature where in spotlight if you just search for the word always on display there'll just be a toggle right there um that oh, you can very flip cool. which is pretty yeah and yeah for like i have no use for this because i use um I use a sleeve, so I, I don't use a case. I'm not, not using my phone. I put it in the sleeve, and that just by default turns off the eyes on display because it's covered and it's smart enough to know. Um, my phone just, for whatever reason, every beta has been turning off. It's always on display, and I have to keep turning it back on. And it, it, even right now, I have to, so I don't know why. Huh. <laughs> I bet the other thing I've been trying to figure out, and this is what's probably the case, is that I set up an automation to have it occur at some random like time or like uh trigger that i don't know and so now it's just like once a week it's turning off and i don't and i didn't realize that i just like set it up as a sample automation but 
I don't think so. I think it's the betas. That's that's the most logical explanation. <laughs> the the last um, thing on this list is repeat can now be set to run zero times. Uh, am I? I what well, what is the point of this one? <laughs> um, you could. I've seen people use that as a way to um, like mark out a section of actions without deleting them, where it'll like skip over them and by repeating zero time. So like if you don't want to delete part of your flow, you okay. can move it into a repeat loop and repeat zero times and then it'll just kind of skip it. <laughs> it's like a meta thing but yeah. for somebody like if you're like Federico building your screenshots thing and you have 400 steps in the middle of it, you could you could like do that and in like hide it or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Some of that is just like probably built for random people like us but yeah that's why exactly that kind of esoteric bug fix you'd never know and then it could present some (laughs) opportunities so i I hope they keep documenting every update like this yeah so uh let's dive into shortcuts of version 7 which is out with ios and ipad os 17 um are there any like overriding themes or trends with this year's updates or any opening thoughts before we dive into all the new actions um it's it's a big year it's shortcuts is always interesting because it always either seems like nothing happened or it could change everything like we got automations are now fully automatic the the shortcuts widget came to the mac which i think is a huge Mm. thing because this maybe isn't for the ipad pros podcast but it just brings shortcuts right into the home the desktop home screen environment for every Mac user and for a lot of people who are trying to get productivity stuff out of their Apple devices can happen on Mac and just so with shortcuts. So is your 27 inch monitor on the Mac now just filled with shortcut widgets? Uh, both of them. Yes. Okay. Both <laughs> monitors. Um, I did, I went overboard for a minute and I had to slow down cause it just wasn't, wasn't helping. And of course I was crashing it again every, every day. Um, so <laughs> it just couldn't load it all at once. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they they simplified a lot of it too. The other thing is um, app shortcuts are becoming more prominent in almost like the shortcuts app is being redesigned to show what is now uh, spotlight shortcuts. So if you search for a term like day one, it'll show next to it a shortcut to create entry and then to like view your most recent entry i've noticed that yeah and i, I search like for app looking for app store the appearance shortcut switching from dark to light mode will show up in spotlight search where i can just toggle that right within spotlight yeah now. that's kind of that setting thing um but like yeah. every app will be able to provide those app shortcuts and then in the shortcuts app when you go look at the day one section it'll show you that kind of it's like a new tile interface with a colorful background and things like that. Um, mostly yeah, music. in a way to like make it easier for you to just use any shortcut. Even if you just open the app, you can run it and it kind of has a more graphical interface than what app short, what like normal shortcuts look like. Yeah. I've noticed music. If I search for music, it'll show my recent albums right there in the top hits to play. I'm not sure if that's shortcut related yeah. or not. It's basically all the donation stuff that they've been doing for years where you tell the system, apps tell the system what stuff you're using. Now it can just kind of surface the most common actions. 
Yeah. Or like the the top app shortcut that the developer recommends. Yeah, like right um, now I have nothing in the search box and right under my series suggestion apps I have uh, recents from photos, which I'm, I'm assuming is one of those donations, and yeah. often played at this time is play new episodes in Overcast, which uh, looks very much like a uh, shortcut kind of action. Yeah, those are all. That's that's more. Those are just kind of the same series suggestions stuff they've done for the past years. They've they've uh, minimized it so mm-hmm. you can see more per screen. But then if you like search for the word Overcast, yeah, it'll also. I mean it. To be fair, he probably hasn't implemented this yet. I would search for like voice memos is the demo they keep using. But like you can record a voice memo straight from Spotlight by tapping that app shortcut. And so... Um, oh, yeah. Record and play last. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are called app shortcuts for Spotlight. And then those that tile interface is now like the main interface of shortcuts for third-party apps um, past all of your custom shortcuts and stuff, which... To be fair, I never see because I have so many. It's <laughs> it's just buried down at the bottom, right? Um, but it's the same thing of last year where app shortcuts enable you to just install something like Overcast and then just say play whatever station, and it has already provided that shortcut to the system. Um, and then the same thing, you can just search for it, and even before you ever set it up, it's already available and you can use it. So it's kind of like all the way from just using the app to search like a a major thing for years and years for especially the home screens and shortcuts tons of people just tell me i just search for the app and use it so going to find the shortcut and run it is like this other Mm. roundabout method and so now it's just right in spotlight they always kind of had them but it was kind of buried i think now this year they're like oh people actually use these especially if we provide them for them automatically so now it's kind of I find it all the time. I'm just searching for my shortcuts and running them, and that's great too. Right. Um, and another feature on for just custom shortcuts is the dot dot dot. The edit menu is in Spotlight, so if you search for a shortcut by name, you can edit it right away. Which is <laughs> yeah. that was like made for me because I have so many, and I always like searching for them and opening them is what <laughs> takes me so long just because i have so many and so like just kind of getting it right to it and editing it is great i i need that in the widget too that's kind of yeah. what does kill me i know why they don't but i if i could edit any of my shortcuts or edit a folder straight from the widget i would have so much smoother of a workflow because right yeah. now i'm always going back to the front of the app and finding my shortcuts again um, but yeah, spotlight stuff is, I think that's going to be huge. And my, my vision pro teaser is that I think in the future you should be able to look at something like your lampshade and it knows that that's a home kit device. Mm. And then the app shortcuts pop out to the side and you can just look at them and run the shortcut. So that's my, like it's got, they yeah. built shortcuts into the ecosystem now where you can run it from anywhere and it's truly interactive from anywhere. And so that means it slowly can be divorced from the app itself and right. just, uh, just a function. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I do wonder the camera, it's for you to see what's going on around you. I don't know if, and Apple's scanning it to, for like, make sure you don't hit your foot and stuff. And all that. I don't know if it's analyzing what's in your room 
and oh, has yeah. any way it to... definitely is yeah it it's is. all ar that's all the ar kit stuff they've been yeah. doing for for years and years is identifying the objects okay i mean really what you do is probably assign that lamp to a shortcut right. kind of thing and then it just knows because you it like, yeah because you can assign windows to live at a certain spot in each room you're in so and it will remember that so uh, but it also is like if that, it's giving off a signal or right. something like that too yeah this is this is where i believe in apple's ability to execute in ways that i can't even fathom right now it's like they don't have that limitation they have like whatever they have such yeah they need I to mean, put obviously the... they have like reality of limitation but like just versus where we are with the OS right now is like they they can figure that out. Yeah, I wonder um, too if they'll start putting that um, AirTag chip inside HomeKit accessories as a official third party license thing to work better with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know about third parties, but definitely right. all the all the HomePods have U ones in them right yeah. now. So that's kind of why they've been. I'm like, eh, it seems it's one of those things where it seems obvious to me, but not not other people and that's like a sign that they're probably going to do it because it just is like laying the chips they they do this where they've like we're mm-hmm. like what, what will they do with you one and now it's four years later and they're like by the way boom here it is like yeah or sometimes they haven't thought of it and that's why we need to share our ideas with them because right. it's all brand new yeah so um Let's get to the actions in Shortcut 7. Um, one batch of actions they added after uh, the initial betas came out are these new camera modes that uh, you can launch right into uh, so cinematic mode, um, take a panorama. Um, this seems pretty neat. So you could have a photography kind of focus mode and have all these different options on your lock screen or home screen, and that seems pretty nice. Um the one thing I do want, I'm not sure if it's an option at all, is launch my camera into pro raw capture or live photo capture um, for just standard standard photos. Um, is that a thing at all? It is not. Okay. That's, this is, of, of course, where we're like, great, now I'll do the next part. Like, <laughs> right. You guys did it, but we all want actual controls, not just the start. Um, so my, my theory or my... My heart is going off of that. This is the first step, and that they'll add uh, more parameters to this action later. Yeah. That's just like change the the mode for it, and right? And with again, video, think, how cool it could be if you could set the video resolution, and frame rate, all that stuff that can yeah. change drastically depending totally. on what you were wanting to shoot. Again, it's like why? Why is? Why did this not? I don't understand. But yeah, I think it's. I. I they, um, I almost just imagine an organization, uh, the major corporation, being like, "We'll we'll release this version first, and then the second version, do more rather than just doing it well the first time." But yeah, it takes it takes time, and it is. I mean, I can still appreciate this too. It it will set up some more situations for people, and I think people will have to again. We have to demand that we need those features. Like this is good, but this isn't enough. Is yeah. always worth saying because. They might think it's enough, and there's there's always that blend of shortcuts being for the average person versus pros like us. Yeah, the quality but thing is still, what I care more about. Hot swapping because that seems hard. Yeah. It's it's harder for me to do that sometimes. It's just like the video so resolution, obvious. you have to go in settings app it, and all that. Yeah, it's like you need to anybody who wants to use the video controls. 
like the first thing people ask me when they get shortcuts is like, oh, can I control the video camera stuff? Like, it still can't, and it's been like four years since some of those people. Is have, there so. um, a setting URL where you can jump right into the settings app and pick that, that stuff page? Out? Yes, there is, and I do have a shortcut. Okay, um, so yeah. but again, it's like now I'm right. I'd rather just do it all at once. Now I get it. That's like not yeah. the same. And then they added as well um, stuff for the NFC chip for um, like when you tap uh, a Apple, you know, wallet uh, or a pass. Uh, um, it's what I is think it? it's exactly. I think it's just transactions, regardless transactions, of whether okay. you physically use. It. So if you just pay on your phone too. Oh, okay. Like online, uh, I don't. I haven't actually tr- tried that. Now that I think about it, I only did the wallet thing. Yeah. Um, which was it? You, you were the one who was like, "It's finally working, right?" Or no? I've not tested no, this okay. either. Some someone someone's been like, "Oh, I'm fine." Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a Matt Corey who's making the Home Pass thing, and he's like, "I keep going to the store <laughs> and buying <laughs> stuff, and then it doesn't work." <laughs> um, but yeah, the so what's weird is they this is in typical Apple fashion. The first version of the transaction automation had four different types for. Uh, ID cards mm-hmm. and travel passes like I take BART in the Bay Area and then now that's all gone and it's only just straight transactions. Huh. I do th- I think we'll get it back in yeah. iOS 17.1 um because like they haven't really released the identity stuff publicly so like it it, it sometimes it is kind of like a teaser for upcoming features but just in general with transactions anytime you make a purchase it can just pass the data out. With the transit one, you could hypothetically tie into if you have say a hundred dollar transit pass, you could have the shortcut where every time you tap it, it like in a spreadsheet updates how much money is left on that card. So you don't have to like totally. I don't know. I'm not sure if the pass is actually on Apple uh, Wallet will actually say how much is left. I have not used uh, one. As well. Yeah, I mean mine mine shows its own amount, but I don't know if it could. It might be able to do that with the one of the things with all these actions is that they have variables in them so you can get the transaction details so that say rather than just the transit thing just like you can log any of your daily purchases to a spreadsheet i mean ironically the add to numbers action doesn't work it has to open the numbers app and so again why why did they add this two years ago now we have transaction automations and still this feature has to open the app like you can't log this to Apple's built-in spreadsheet tool. Um, so you have to find a third party, which is fine for third-party apps, but also for a, a normal person, it's like, this is dumb. I want to use numbers. Um, yeah. So again, I feel like I'm verbally filing feedback. <laughs> second second feat there is that you should be able to do that. But for people who, like any business person, business expenses, you can automatically track right now, which is awesome. So using... QuickBooks or something like yeah. that. And uh, then um, external displays. So if your iPad connects to a monitor, um, say my Sony Enzone M9 in front of me, I can trigger something to happen. Or when it disconnects, I can trigger something else to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned, based on your write-up, I, I, I thought I was going to suggest this to Apple, but uh, they already did this. Um, if you have different branded monitors, they can behave differently 
for the different monitors. So say if you have a Sony gaming monitor and say an Apple monitor in a different room, it can behave differently and like put it in a different focus mode if you're on the Sony one versus the Apple one or whatnot. Yep. Exactly. It just uses the name of the device. So So if you have two of the exact same monitor, it won't know what's going on. Um, Mine, I have two LG HDs, and they just do one and two afterwards. So it should work. Oh, so they are named differently. Okay. Yeah, you could also, like, include Logic. If you want to do the same two monitors, um, you can just, like, if it contains or something like that. So, yeah, those are those are like great too but i still haven't like i'm partially i had a i have a monitor in the other room and i was trying to use that for the ipad but i just found that like i was trying to force this setup that i didn't actually care about yeah um so that and i think what's funny too is the 12.9 ipad fits just perfectly so it doesn't look it doesn't feel very nice underneath a display at like it's built-in height um it like touches the top of the or like the bottom of the monitor see this is so why you need a hover bar duo and it sits right next yeah. to your big monitor i've never i'm don't i have a stand that i keep mine up but i don't i don't like it fully mounted because okay. i actually take it out and use okay it. you like to touch it and stuff um gotcha. yeah so like i've never i've not been I'm not like a full iPad desk setup yeah. person <laughs> as much. Um, right. Because I, I mean, partially, I'm always trying to stream and stuff. So, And you've got the Mac for the desk setup. So you already have that solution. Yeah. I, I go for all types of setups. Um, so I think that's where I probably will find a use for this. But I think it's the same thing where sometimes during the beta season, I really try hard to like make this happen. And I don't, I don't care like this feature just came out doesn't mean now i have a use for it i don't and sometimes that's really i try to like i don't know even apple as an inspiration is like just because you have the technology doesn't mean i need to use it like it's built off of my needs first and that's one thing that i'm i'm super guilty of with shortcuts is just making a shortcut because i can not right. because i actually do need that um yeah. so I think these same things I was trying to trying to make take advantage of, but didn't really have one. the The thing that would have made immediate sense to me is Stage Manager, but it already turns itself off. It's like it's built into the display. Yeah, so you can't when use an actual it, display on. with split screen. It has to be Stage Manager. Yeah, so that's where like I don't. I just don't. I mean, you can think of like a specific use case where it's like now it unplugs and it goes to bright mode, or, or just like. Some of these again are like nice. Oh yeah, that apps, is an idea. But I don't know when you plug in the display. If you're trying to use your iPad in like a clam, a fake clamshell mode, turn the display brightness all the way down, and when you un- when you plug when you unplug it again, brighten it all the way back up. Yeah, I mean the thing I found with the Stage Manager one that I tried to make work was when I turn off Stage Manager, um, open my Slideover apps because in theory it broke down all of my slide over setup and so um but then i just found anytime i'm just like oh i don't want to use stage manager anymore and then suddenly six apps open and i'm like what is happening so (laughs) i think the part where Uh, like the balance between like true automation and just like oh when this occurs i might want this to happen is like mm-hmm. I think that is something I'll need to balance now because we actually have true automation, and so like the confirmation automations, 
I, before it was always like way too much mental work for me because everyone was constantly like trying to notify me. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't really know what it was doing. And some of the, I can get to this later too, but some of the automation stuff changed. And so like, I think now those ones that actually pop up, I might actually see them and process them and use them. Whereas the other ones are just going off in the background. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Mid-year we had um, stage manager, the ability to turn it on or off. And then now we have the ability once it's turned on or off to do something. So you could, you could like <laughs> use those two in conjunction, you know? Yeah, but again, we can't open the apps in the way that we want. Exactly. So the thing if we actually I could turn want. it on, this is exactly it. Both of these actions, 100%, I will use them when I can turn on display manager. or uh, It's like when I'm connected to an external display, move my four windows over and set them up. I'll use it in a heartbeat. Until then, there's like toggle settings, maybe. I don't right. know. Or like start time tracking. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I think that's, again, a, it's a perfect example. Always some stuff in shortcuts doesn't make sense. And then six months later, you're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to yeah. use that. So uh, you mentioned this uh, just a minute ago. Um, we now have true automations. So instead, of, we have the run immediately uh, for automations where you don't need to confirm with a, you know, a dialogue thing. Um, and this is great. Um, so are there any caveats here? Does everything work this way or... <laughs> Um, so, uh, location ones were broken for a bit and now are working again. Um, my first caveat is test this good God test this because the reason they didn't do this is it's going to just happen. And so <laughs> you'll, you'll send if you are at a location boss, and uh, you come back, it'll go off again. And so they told, I think they really didn't want to like leave this on people, but now it's like, good, like you have it and it's your responsibility to make sure you don't do things. It's like that stage manager one was a good example of just like, there's going to be stuff happening and you're not going to know why. And it's going to be weird. But you like also though, I think just, this is why I think this is a big year for shortcuts is so many people come in, they're like automations and then it doesn't work automatically. And they're like, I'm never going to use this again. That was stupid. So like now it actually works when you say it and they just changed the freaking language. So it used <laughs> to be don't ask before running question mark. It was a double <laughs> negative. And, and like when I saw run immediately, I was like, man, they must have had a copywriting session where like my words were like printed. I like making fun of them was like printed out because <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, did not make sense before. And now it's like, Oh yeah. Automations are automatic. What a, what a concept. Um, but it's, it's good because I think in the sa- same thing going back, I haven't been able to really use it the way that I would, my um, brain can think of in any moment because suddenly you're limited by X, Y, or Z. Um, I think they do need to add some more like duplicate suppression. They did this for, um, Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. but they didn't add it for Bluetooth or location. And I think there should be toggles that's like only run this once every six hours or something like Mm. that. Um, Because, and the same thing with Bluetooth, if my AirPods connect using, um, what's it called? Not universal control, but the Passover, just a little, yeah. Wait, what? Passing or uh, not Passover. uh, uh, Isn't that a, it's a Jewish holiday. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, what's it called? Uh, automatic switching where it passes. Yeah, I'm that, thinking that of, like passing audio thing. from one device to another. It's yeah. like it's the um, Passover technology. <laughs> Passover, I love it. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. No, um, I'm not on Apple's. But uh, no, yeah, but it's like if I if something on my Mac starts playing audio, it will. I mean, not Mac. That's a bad example. But if something on my if I'm using my phone and my iPad starts playing audio, that automation will immediately run before I even actually connect it. So I think that like having more granularity in those Bluetooth controls is going to be necessary because people are going to want to use it. Yeah. That one's like a pretty good one. But then if it just uh, automatically does it every time, it's kind of like, uh, like, or without you really knowing what's going on. So the most annoying things, uh, thing that AirPods do to me is, um, I must say that the device switching is much better with 17, but if you're using your Apple watch to listen to something, and you're out of iPhone range from Bluetooth, and then you re-enter iPhone range of Bluetooth, uh, it'll stop playing audio and connect to your iPhone because, of course, that's what you want to be connected to even if you're in the middle of listening to something else. That's the most annoying. Hmm. I don't usually use the watch itself, I think, because my AirPods rarely would connect in time. And so I... I more like use the watch to control what the phone is playing. Yeah. I, I often leave the phone behind um, and my, I'm just having my watch out doing walks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I always want to do that, but then I'm like, oh, I want to take a picture. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Um, I, I often am, am walking with someone that has a, a phone. With a, you know, it's like, borrow that one. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Agenda. Agenda 18.1 is now out and available with support for interactive widgets in iPadOS 17 and iOS 17, and now supports advanced data protection for those using that with iCloud. As this episode is all about shortcuts, I want to share just how incredible Agenda's shortcut support is in this quick break. Agenda has incredibly rich shortcut support, being an awesome citizen of Apple's platforms. One of my favorite actions is the ability to change the agenda focus filter based on your current focus mode. So when you are in work focus mode, you can now with shortcuts background automations have agenda only show you the categories you want displayed while at work and vice versa for personal focus mode and all the other focus modes you may have set up. Another very powerful action is the ability to append to a note or create a new note in whatever project you want to set it to. This could even be set up to work with the new action button on the iPhone 15 Pro to click that button to append or create a new note with text or even images in an agenda note. Another pretty powerful action is the find notes action, which can have tons of different filters and search criteria to allow you to really pull up a custom view of just the notes you need for that instance. These are just some of the many actions available through the Shortcuts app for Agenda. I encourage you to dive into shortcuts to explore how Agenda can be automated to best suit your needs. If you haven't tried Agenda, I'd really encourage you to give it a try. Agenda is free to download and use with no obtrusive ads. To unlock the full power of Agenda, give Agenda Premium a try. One thing that Agenda continues to do that I love is their approach to premium features and unlocks. If you ever decide to cancel your Agenda Premium subscription, you get to keep all of the Agenda Premium features available when you were last a subscriber. Or you can now opt for their new Lifetime Unlock, which will unlock the full power of Agenda on all your Apple devices with a single one-time purchase. To learn more, go to Agenda.com. Download Agenda 18 today for free from the App Store. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of iPapros. 
Learn more at www.agenda.com. So the Books app got some shortcuts last year, as you mentioned, and some new ones as well this year. Um, anything in here that you are using? Um, not particularly. I think the Books app, it more just like got me into what we got last year, which is just using the current, uh, like you can open the current book or the audiobooks ones, which are fun. So yeah. I've been listening you, to that. Um, yeah, you use Apple audiobooks Book versus Silent? Audible. Yeah, I've just been. I mean, I'm just a sucker for Apple stuff. So I, I, I know, I, I am too. Um, like, uh, I mean, yeah, we're on the iPad Pros. Podcast, yes, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> iTunes Movie Library is probably over a thousand at this point. But like Audible, it's funny, and I don't use Kindle. I use Apple Books because I prefer that app. But for whatever reason, that Audible subscription just too good to pass up versus uh, the price. Yeah, of I mean, they books. just always. It's always available, but um, yeah, I mean, they definitely need to improve the audiobooks thing. Like, I do love the shortcuts, and they had a widget too, so I'm totally a sucker for that. Um, yeah, I mean, the find books thing just lets you search through your library and kind of show different results. So, I think this would be most useful if you had a lot of PDFs, yeah, because you could kind of like actually access those like a file system mm-hmm. rather than the other books app or actions are more just like open my most recent book or something. Gotcha. Um, and then um, stopwatch. You could basically—is it right? You could basically build your own stopwatch within a shortcut um, app. You know, little pop-up menu, almost. Um, yeah, I mean, these are these ones are pretty basic. I think I was looking at what you were suggesting. I don't think you can. You might be able to do time tracking through the timers. The time the stopwatch one doesn't provide data as okay. an output yeah my suggestion yeah. was could you uh read the stopwatch and kind of like send that to some app somehow yeah no that's that would be good i mean they yeah. just it's pretty interesting they just added like start stopwatch reset lap do those basic things yeah i think some of these maybe were maybe geared more towards the apple watch and like being able to have functions on any screen right i mean it's just kind of like nice like you could automate these you can combine them with anything else like a kick off a thing so i think i'm gonna have to have i i can tell that i have to have like a retreat in the woods session and really go to like or or maybe it's just find some coach who who times people yes. and then he's like oh man i'd love to have a stopwatch to do this this and this because imagine you but, could have it um you it could pick from a list of all your student athletes uh start a stopwatch but you can't name these things can you because that'd be cool if you could have different stopwatches well, that are named all, i feel like timers you're getting close like it's all essentially the same thing yeah yeah i know good but timers count down uh, yeah, timer's got like down. So you need you need a counting up timer that you can name, <laughs> also known as a stopwatch. But imagine that if yeah. you're a coach, you have a stop. You have ten, ten, well, fifteen stopwatches going tracking. that are you know named different people. Yeah, um, that's fair. I mean, I think building out the stopwatch app for coaches is not Apple's prayer. No, I'm sure I mean. there's some great. <laughs> amazing stopwatch app for coaches out there i, I that's gotta well, that's exist. why I'm i mean i'm using that now toggle for time tracking and that's uh fantastic right you my, could tech i don't know about simultaneous timers but. my favorite thing about the stopwatch is opening it like a week later after i forgot i started to it again yeah it happens at least a couple times a year it's like oh i think i saw <laughs> yeah i think mark settle who's a uh english uh journalist had a timer that was running so long it like 
it overflowed out of the visible decimals on the screen and like he like set up a like a video with him and his kids when it finally went over and they were like oh and then they were like oh that wasn't that exciting but (laughs) (laughs) um but so the multiple timers one i think this is it seems like the timers team was gave gave us everything that you want for stopwatches but the you can start and stop and get the data out too which is huge a little side tangent with timers i'm very disappointed in the apple watch timer team for a single year we had the ability to favorite a time uh, for the timer and they took that out now it's just a list of kind of recent timers and it's super buggy if i use like the complication to get back into the timer often it'll display the full time before it started it's the most it's we're on beta 8 as we record timers on watch os is still very buggy in this new version i haven't had that much issue but i use it i mean the whole multiple timers like with shortcuts now if you just press start timer three times in a row it will start three separate timers i discovered that that was fun um it's uh interesting i mean the yeah and what's weird is then the get current info timer is like a waterfall down from the most recent timer. Mm. So like you can only ever get like the next timer information, but you can't, it is pretty, it's still pretty nice. You can, one thing that I always hate about timers is you're like, when did I start this? Like I stopped it 15 minutes into it or, or like 13 minutes and it's a 28 minute timer. When did I start it? Yeah. Like doing that date math, your brain is just like, give me, give me a second. Hold on. So like, some of that with shortcuts now you could you could automate or or if you're big into timers for cooking then the scrolling up thing with the widgets on the apple watch that timer is rock solid the actual app hmm. is not but uh, the data in the, the when you scroll up is there and i just tested you can have a bunch of timers all running in that widget area all at once um, oh i'm just seeing there's a shortcut thing in there that wasn't in there earlier in the dock. It's hmm. showing me no shortcut, but I wonder if that's created for the watch in particular or something. Hold on, let me test this real quick. Ooh. I can put a shortcut. Ooh, I can fill up my dock with shortcuts now. For no reason. Just have scroll up on the Ooh. We just discovered a feature in real time. Sweet. This wasn't there earlier. Um also I mean, I didn't have my shortcuts syncing on the watch for six weeks, and it turns out that you have to go click on iCloud and sign into iCloud on your watch now, which I don't remember if that was ever a feature before, but <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. It's a bug. It's like, no, I'm just not signed in. I will well, say, sweet, too, though. it appears you can have unlimited timers running on your watch, and they all show up in the little widget section, which has a hard which has a hard cap on how many widgets you can put in there, but it does not seem to have a, a cap on your timers. So you can have this endlessly scrolling list of timers on your watch. Uh, they have 10 shortcuts, endless timers. So we should see how many. <laughs> I, in case been, people didn't know, you can have like 45 or more Apple Watch faces, which I, I figured out at one point. It just keeps going. I don't know if there's a limit. I mean, I'm sure there is, but... I mean, I have a good 20 timers running on my watch now that I don't know if that's going to be annoying pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> halfway through this episode, it's going to go off. <laughs> um, yeah, my watch is thankfully mute. 
But uh, that is the thing. So what's the shortcuts thing on the watch within the widgets area? Um, just in that new, when you scroll up using the digital crown, it'll show like the select widgets. And I just saw that there was, it was suggesting the shortcut to me. So you can pin a single shortcut in there. Oh, very just cool. keep it accessible. So that's great. Yeah, I love that. In general, the shortcuts watch app, I think got a lot of love this year. I think maybe related to some of those sync bugs and just like the interface doesn't load all of the shortcuts at once. It's there's a, a see all option, which I feel like again, I had 200 loading and so it would just crash immediately every time. But um, app shortcuts show up on the watch now too. So those same like three voice memos ones will have their own little category on the watch. So you can't, it seems like the watch is like growing up a lot this year with, I actually really like the changes with the gestures and the interaction design. It's like a little awkward at first and kind of kills your muscle memory. But also I think last year at one point I tweeted it. I was like, I forgot about the side button on the watch, like that dock button or whatever it yeah. did before. I don't think I pressed that for an entire year and it's just like nothing to me. I don't know why. Yeah. See some people are maybe, I, yeah, some people are like, I use it all the time. I'm like, I forgot it was there. I think the way they changed it totally makes sense. It's just like easier to understand. It gives you access to those widgets. And I think it's just kind of like you could really get lost on the watch before. And I think now like the honeycomb is like a scrolling honeycomb. I love the new honeycomb. I never used the honeycomb before because I always got lost in going sideways and up and down. I had to spend like an hour or two sorting it and then I liked it. But it's still it yeah because i was a list mode person hardcore and then they fixed the honeycomb for me it's like oh this is the way now yeah but yeah watches watches just kind of chugging along honestly the same thing i had i've had so many sync issues with the watch that i really haven't been able to almost ever really run shortcuts from it since it came back yeah um, so i think now i'm kind of like getting back into it for the first time i think the big thing though is they're pretty clearly going to put an action button on the new iPhone or supposedly yes. that's the new thing. I'm kind of, I think that's a little funny because I personally, well, one thing is the buzz, the bugs meant I couldn't use it a whole lot. It also failed. I tried to make a shortcut that depending on the time of day would do something different mm-hmm. and it just couldn't execute the shortcut. Huh. Um, so like that was just like the watch can't do it. The is that improved have that with problem. Um, this latest? version I, I haven't been able to test it on this on this most recent one like okay. i literally got my watch to sync on sunday so okay gotcha <laughs> it's been yeah kind of brutal but i think too like the interface for picking an action just lets you select one single shortcut forever and i think that i mean it presents the opportunity for someone like me to make a shortcut that changes function depending on the time of day but i think it should i think they need to do more than just like let me run one shortcut it's like a shortcut per day or like a whole scheduling system or i don't know like i'd imagine focus modes i'd imagine when it. in a focus mode when in this focus mode the action does this when in that focus mode it does that i'd imagine that's so possible i i thought of this the way they could do this is they make a shortcut action that says set the action button to a shortcut and then i can use get my shortcuts or like pick a shortcut or whatever and then set it and then it'll change and i can automate it and then they don't even need an interface for it either so 
feedback number three. Let's uh, file that to them. Yeah. I guess it'll come out afterwards, but still. <laughs> I will say um, I, I'm i very excited for the third-party watch apps because uh, I got my first beta with like, OmniFocus has their beta that has a widget for watchOS 10. It's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to want like I'm I'm out of widget space. I mean I want more space for more widgets on watchOS and I know it's gonna be Um do you mean the new the new lower widgets yes. thing? Or yep, where you okay. scroll up. Yeah. Um, let me I want let's do more real time. I want that. And I did I just switched to OmniFocus. So how do you, you there's an they have one that just shows like your forecast. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, they have a forecast one. They have another one as well, I believe. I want to set this up because uh, I'm really digging OmniFocus. I I, yeah. I honestly like prefer things, but OmniFocus is what I need for being me yes. <laughs> and the kind of person that I am. So uh, do you use the forecast one or like the, the numbers? I've been using the Do you actually show the tasks? One. Yeah. Wait, just like the, the number one? The or number, the, yeah. Yeah, the graphical. Oh, I have too many pinned. That's why. Yeah, see, now I have yeah, 99 there's, there's a very short limit. Like, I can have a 1,000 timers running, but only, like, I don't know, eight widgets or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that'll be another feature they have to change for just for us. Yes. So, um, back to shortcuts. Uh, we sure. sometimes do tangents, which is all right. Um, you can now... There's a scan documents action, which I could have sworn... This is new? I mean... <laughs> I think we had, did we have a scan? We might have had some sort of scan function. And this uses like the actual proper scanning okay. thing. Um, I mean, we've always, we've always had the camera one. Yeah. I don't know. If that's but no scanning before. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is yeah. cool. But what's weird about this is I was testing this. It saves it to wherever you have the files app open. So huh. it doesn't, you can't set it. It doesn't. You can't set it. Yeah. In the action, because like technically, if you use the scanner in files, it is just like activating the scanner. Yeah. It's not like for a specific spot. Um. So I was like making a whole shortcut to open in a file. Yeah. So you need to first have an action that tells it to open X folder, then do scan. And then it needs to get the contents of that folder, and then get the latest item, and then also, of course. In the current betas, the find the filter files actions mm-hmm. are just broken on iPad and Mac. Have been for the last two betas. Just can't filter files right now. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Jason Snell was annoyed at that and was messaging me. And it's I'm like, oh, maybe they'll fix it. No, they haven't fixed it. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, that one's an also weird. I feel like that should have an option to let you save it to a specific file or even pass the file out as output. It just literally opens the file scanner thing and then saves it to whichever folder is currently open. So yeah, kind of okay. weird, but you can get around it. Yeah. I, again, I think optimizations are probably needed, but um, it does let you scan multiple files. Okay. And then um, the fitness app, we can now end workouts and we can, and there's actions for those mirrored yeah. workouts with cycling. I, I, the these I will probably never use. Disip- those disappeared now too. Oh, so same probably. thing probably coming later you can end a workout too i don't get this like your watch is on your wrist just hit the end button i don't i don't understand I mean, this at all siri or like just as part of a flow it could like stop it and do other things okay um, okay sure and you could put it on the watch face i don't know i agree i think yeah. it's more like 
before you could start a workout, but you couldn't stop it. So it probably was like somebody, I mean, one of the most obvious answers for everything with shortcuts is for accessibility and for something like that too. So the accessibility features could, the action button could end a workout too and stuff like that. So, and then, um, the freeform app, there's an action for opening a board and creating new boards. Uh, this seems very handy for, um, for those that do use this app for say you're in a meeting and you can have this action that, you know, sets up freeform the way you need it to be and all that. Um, I wish it let you title the new document. That was one uh, of the yeah. Like you could, it'll just create a blank one. Um, I'm using this because I do like reference when I create a video. I'll mm-hmm. create a board and reference it over time. So for me, it's more like having. It's like pretty simple, not anything fancy. But I'd rather have these than not have access to yeah. it and then can't open those documents. So yeah, it's. I think too, like these are pretty clearly for Vision Pro. Like, yes. Vision Freeform is built for that platform, and so just being able to call up a document with your voice is going to be important in a hands-free environment. Yeah, I'm so curious how working within Freeform on Vision Pro will be. Um, there's no drawing or anything, which is great on iPad. I'm curious what that experience is like. Hmm, yeah, this next one is also gone. <laughs> the mail app one's gone. Yeah. Okay. The find, this they had to find mail. Um, so there used to be but, an action for finding a message. Which yeah. mail, that's the one thing like people in my life are like, why can't you find this email? I can do it in two seconds in Gmail. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, Apple well, mail is just terrible. That's what's funny is I would assume this action's uh, mail is already notoriously bad at searching. So <laughs> yes. this action to make it work well, I would, again, I think some of these are like, like we maybe got teasers of stuff to come or it requires more optimization. Um, the one thing with mail is mail automations are automatic now so you can when i receive an email from my boss do this sort Ooh, of thing. just that's cool. I quit every time um no but <laughs> yeah and same with messages so but that's kind of neat because like you could have your boss have an automation where if you need if you have a boss that wants you to reply right away you could have some kind of like alert that's different from vip your boss doesn't mean be that doesn't need to be in vip anymore it could instead be this like action that you know your lights flash red and give you a well, yeah, attack. like even just like push cut or something on another device, like you could have your work computer notify you of important messages or something on your phone. So yeah, there's definitely really cool stuff, and and the fine mail will be huge once we get it. I think the question is um, whether they'll enable the deep links that you can get from dragging mail out right now but there's otherwise no way to copy a link yes or the siri remind me of this email thing yeah well those aren't even those probably use the same linking system but they don't provide the link anywhere that's one thing that i hate about reminders is you can use remind me about this but you can't get that data out of shortcuts Mm -hmm. so any of those links are like kind of just invisible um but yeah, so again, they I think they kind of like, maybe they these actions just didn't work well, and then they kind of locked the betas pretty early, right. just to make sure it works. So Photos has these collections, like one year ago, recents, favorites, and places. Um, you can now open those with actions. Uh, have you found a way to create uh, create your own collections? Nope. And okay. again, I always love these because, Tim, you are always right on the ball in the <laughs> same spot with me. Is you're like, man, that would be great if I could make my own, or why can't I search and find more? 
Again, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, with the places, I'd love I love to have uh, instead of just places, I'd like to have you know all the different places as options. I don't know if that's a thing where it's like uh, my home address have that be a certain um, action versus just generic places. Yeah, within the radius kind of thing. I think again the same thing. I I almost it's like uh, I hate I hate repeating this because that's always when it's especially on the on an iPad podcast when we always yes. are like oh we'll get it next year. Um, but they they really are like setting up for what could be awesome shortcuts, but they just have like the front end of it right now and then like create a I mean this you can't even open a photo album right now. So the fact that this action should right let you search for an album and open it and or like what's the distinction between a collection and an album they've made one here but there really isn't one so these should again be this should be updated as well yeah i think a lot of these it's like i always like to think of it as this is the photos team adding actions for the first time rather than the shortcuts team and they need to start with the basics and then go on. And all of the other media actions that we have were built by the workflow team when I worked there before it was even Apple. So they need the APIs that the developers have now too to make third-party actions. Apple's own internal teams right. also need those advanced functions to be able to do stuff like this. So I hope this photo's th- like, again, it's like, there's like it's like so obvious to a shortcuts user. You're like, why can't I do this next thing? <laughs> and and they're like, we're getting there, sort of thing. Yeah, photos, so much potential there for what you could do there. Um, cellular data can now be automated to set up a hotspot password, resetting your data stats, toggling cellular plans if you have multiples, finding cellular plans to get set up with a new one, and setting the default plan. I just thought how cool it would be to set. Like have shortcuts generate a random hard to guess password uh, automatically and like send it out, you know, to your significant other maybe over um, some kind of iMessage thing. And every time you set up your hotspot, just randomly create a new password so it's more secure or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think a lot of these they built off of, they did some other phone stuff last year and I think for people who need this, it's super popular because you're always on your hotspot or you're like on a different cellular plan. And depending on that, you sometimes you have different data depending on which plan it is or like a work phone. So these are super useful. Yeah, the you one could that I have think, the background automatic thing set up for when you're in work focus mode, use this cellular plan when you're not switch over automatically, you know, to a different cellular plan. Totally. I think for anyone who has a phone, the one that I think should just be a feature is resetting data stats. This is the thing that never made sense to me and is the stupidest thing about the phone is your it shows you your current cellular usage since the last time you reset your data and you can't see how much data have I used this month. It's like very straightforward. Like when does my plan restart? Show me how much data I've used since then. It just always adds up and up. And so what, and I always get the best taste of this every single beta season is it inevitably downloads some update while I'm on cellular and uses my entire cellular plan in like one afternoon. Um, But so the automation that I think everybody should set up is either at the first of the month or like the seventh when your plan goes through 
have a time automation for 12 a.m. to reset your cellular data stats so that you know every month how much how much you're actually using. And you could log it right before. Who's your cellular provider? Uh, Verizon. I You might hate me for telling you this, but on T-Mobile, it gives me usage... And it says last update by T-Mobile at this time, billing cycle ends September 29th, yada, yada, yada. It's only a two gig. So I have to believe that it's automatically doing this for T-Mobile. And if I scroll down, it says cellular data, this billing period, and has it by apps and sort by usage or a name. And then there's a button for last billing period. Maybe it is just Verizon is done. Do you have that button when you scroll down for the app list? Does it have a toggle for this and last billing period? I have current period apps by usage, and then that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, my yeah. on T-Mobile, there is a this billing period and last billing period, so it is a very yeah, rare. Yeah, see, okay, well, then if you're on Verizon, that is wild. you need to do this. Yeah, because it's literally just like not useful otherwise. Even um, on, okay, yeah, on the Apple Watch, it just says it's current period, so that's probably more similar to how the Verizon's acting and probably doesn't reset that often. Yeah. This is, this is a good one just for, cause it's like, I never know what's happening. And then it's like some <laughs> random thing down at the bottom is, is sucking up a ton of data, but you just don't notice. So. Yeah. That is, that is fascinating how different carriers, like it's very detailed what stuff is in here. Like, um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess T-Mobile did good with this. How they integrated here. Are you on an eSIM or, um, I, uh, I be, think right? so. Yeah. Yeah. I think they okay. just kind of switched it when I went yeah. out. So next up, I, another thing I could have sworn we could have done before is printing from shortcuts. Is this so really the first time? Crazy. Is this <laughs> really the first time? We did have this. Yes. We did. Okay. I, I renamed it because there's technically a print center app for Mac now that was always just like this print dialogue that yeah. would show up. And now there's actually an app for it. Um, I think the print action... Something about it changed, though. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, okay. But yeah, just in general, you can you can continue to do that in what is now the new Print Center app. The Print Center app is kind of baffling on iPad. It shows up when you print and then just disappears. There's no way to open. I'd love some kind of like... Pr- like I'd love this app to be more fully fleshed out. No, yeah. Now, now it's a real... It is. That's what I mean. Like in Mac OS, you can search for Print Center and it, it's a... Or in Sonoma, you can search yeah. for it and do something. Yeah, so. I bring a full print app to iPad. I want to, you know, look at past print oh, jobs see, yeah. and like yeah. that'd be cool. Oh, you know what? I just looked at it again on Mac. There is a new action called Print Documents for the Print Center app that's separate from the Print app. Maybe that's why I got confused. Also, oh, okay. So you can specify which printer. I see. So, okay, that's nice. So it is better. So there's this new action for selecting a person. Um, <laughs> what exactly is this for? This one is also now gone. Um, I, I need. I Hypothetically, what will article. this be for? I don't know. That's why I wrote it. I was <laughs> like, it, it looked to be some sort of blend of the new um, contact sharing cards okay. um, with Lock Center, and or I was trying to figure out when you like search for someone in spotlight and tap on their name and it has all their like that fancy contact thing i was wondering if somehow that was part of that i think again 
we might never see this section again. Um, that sounds like something that they were to, yeah, I don't know why they released these <laughs> in, <laughs> in the first betas and then it just disappears. It seems like it was like, they're like, Oh, we did not mean to do that. So yeah, just, I think another awkward one. Okay. Um, it was like somehow context related, but again, I could see vision OS too is like, they don't have a contacts app, but you can find a person and send them something or something like yeah. that. Um, so, we didn't get a fancy new passwords app in iOS 17, which I think all of us wanted this uh, to be a thing. Um, instead, we got an action that lets you open directly to the passwords uh, in the settings app. Um, and I'm sure this was probably one of the very first actions you turned into a little fake app on your home screen. Yes, I definitely I built out open. I mean, I just use the widgets, so okay. I, I have too many shortcuts to put on my all yeah. on my home screen. That take me ages. Um, I did do that at one point, and it wasn't <laughs> the widgets are <laughs> a lot nicer. But um, yeah, totally open passwords. There is a search field though, which is cool. So you can actually like I just put in. I'm always trying to open like my own Gmail thing, yeah, to get the two factor thing out. And so, just pre programming in searches to your favorite passwords is a great way to do that. Um, it's interesting with that. I found it's pretty good at being in the like quick bar quick type bar i think they call it um for yeah. auto completing with the two-factor yeah i just use like amazon and um i, oh, I have non- enough that i sign in pretty regular gotcha, plus during yeah. beta season mm-hmm. i mean i reset my ipads like every every what, <laughs> few days this season because i was having a lot of issues with the widgets I and gotcha. so i was signing in over and over and over again yeah yeah so you can filter down to just two-factor stuff or are you searching for certain websites with that um you can it just has keywords so you could put in to the notes field of stuff mm-hmm. t- 2fa if you wanted to okay um, yeah but otherwise i just found i just typed in like amazon and i knew it was the one that i had the i see i needed gotcha. a two-factor for so i just built out like eight of them to fit the medium widget kind yeah of and then one that just lets me type in a search very cool. I'm very excited for when iOS 17 officially rolls out to start using the family sharing for passwords. That's going to that's gonna be powerful because I've, I've tried getting my family onto one password. We had the family thing, and it just never takes. Like the <laughs> That's why like these shortcuts are like you give them to your family so they can access the passwords. Yes. And you don't need it as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, the tips app. Uh, I'm not sure I'll ever use this, but I guess uh, for accessibility, as you say. So this one is also now gone, and I think should stay <laughs> Um I don't know why they did this. Like, I it seemed to be built off of developers can now provide tips. Right. And, yeah, that's a big new thing for developers to. This seemed to me that. like a again. I put on my tinfoil hat, and I was like, next year apps will be able to run shortcuts because then if you could run if an app could provide a shortcut that had their tip in it and that shortcut could automatically surface somewhere else it would make sense but until somebody else can provide tips i don't know why i'd ever set up a shortcut to show me the tip that i already know about like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) If yeah. if I worked there, I'd be like, "Why are we doing this? Don't do this." <laughs> so that that <laughs> is just an odd one, and I I agree. Again, though, like giving it to someone else, maybe or like 
if somehow I could provide tips through the tips app to other people, that'd be cool. Like maybe, but again, I don't really functionally understand it. Yeah. So next up, the Mac gun action that makes me very jealous and kind of angry still um, <laughs> of starting up a time machine backup. And we still on iPad, even these two terabyte iPads are only able to back up to iCloud, which iCloud maxes out at two terabytes, which provides no additional space for anything else, just backing up a single device. Uh, so please, Apple, add Time Machine backup for, or some kind of local backup scenario for iPad. Cause, uh, or give us like 10 terabytes of iCloud storage. Either one, you know, you pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one is definitely nice. I don't, I don't really use Time Machine. I think iPad... Maybe this is blasphemy, but yeah. something about iPad forced me to not ever use files. <laughs> like huh. I use apps that have their own sync systems. And so the the one thing that, of course, does get me is Final Cut Pro and Ferrite is oh, the Ferrite, audio. I, yeah, I've got like a 400 gigabyte app within Ferrite. It's, I, I'm terrible at archiving and offloading to like external hard drives. Like, Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think because... I've, especially with Final Cut before I had to, I really just embraced that. And at least for podcasts, the files are small enough that most of the time it's not an issue. But with video files, it's just massive. But otherwise, almost everything I've done since, and it it was because of the iPad, because it kind of couldn't, couldn't use file systems for a while. But I just kind of embraced stuff that lived outside of that and... I think in the long run, too, I don't know. This is maybe getting more meta than I realized we were going to get. But, like, (laughs) shortcuts enables that. Where files were the only, like, transmutable information for data before. Mm -hmm. But now with shortcuts, I can get each row out of that spreadsheet. And I don't need plain text for something to be portable. I need it to be shortcuts capable and that's why shortcuts is like the answer for me to everything because now rather than having like files, I have files and metadata associated with it and stuff that I can get yeah. in batches and do all this operations off of that now people are like, Oh, I need, yeah. Like obsidian to me is like, I'm like, I do all that in Airtable and uh, Ulysses combined across these apps rather than having one thing that does it all and shortcuts enables that. And, and that is like the benefit of iPad and this whole ecosystem goes beyond where we were with computing into this whole other realm. And I feel like that's the thing that's missing from every iPad discussion or like shortcuts as part of this ecosystem rather than using like one app that does it all. We should this all should be working together. Um, yeah. And I think we're still in the middle of that transition. I think what's been so fascinating about shortcuts is living through the proof of things take five years to happen in, (laughs) in like major technology shifts. And in many ways, shortcuts is still barely like we just got the shortcuts for Mac like two years ago. So yeah, really pushing this whole platform forward is going to keep taking a while, but right. This is, I think we're still, Again, like going into future modes, none of the stuff with Vision Pro automation capabilities would be possible without shortcuts being as access- accessible as it is. So, 
Yeah. How did I get here from Time Machine? What I the heck? I have no idea. It's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I one, love it. One day yeah, we'll have a, to have a I, sorry, I just out. had to get that out because yeah. that was that is like why this ecosystem works in in other people who don't see that. You, if you don't do this, it, it doesn't work. So like I get it. Um, yeah. With the simulator with Vision OS, am I right that the shortcuts app is not functional quite yet? I don't think so. I okay. think it's just shortcuts for iPad okay. on Vision. So I I'm don't very think... excited to early 2024 have um, a special episode out of our yearly uh, September chat of uh, Vision OS shortcuts and what that's. I like. mean, we'll see. Yeah. I think I think it does remain to be seen. And this was what I was trying to figure out: is like, do I go there and try to make that work? Because I have the vision for what it uh, the vision. Um, for what it should be and like if they're not actively using shortcuts the way i am like are they even thinking about that so right i kind of i kind of was poking around this summer i was like are you guys like on this like are you making shortcuts for vision and if not <laughs> you guys got any room at the table like sort of thing but again yeah it's it was still... encouraging that it was an app on the default you know whatever apps they mm-hmm. should yeah. i just want minority report style shortcuts like i want to throw the shortcuts around the room and i think they're more thinking you just run the shortcuts with your voice and i'm like no i want to live in my shortcuts (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally 3d vr version shortcuts yeah it's like stack them all up next to me and be like away with you and throw them off to the side so (laughs) that is the cool thing i um in case and I were speaking about uh, Vision OS and the concept of layers in three in three D assets within um, Vision OS um, could be pretty cool for things like shortcuts where you're you have layers of actions grouped together kind of thing. Yeah, well, th- the the physical metaphor to understand how a shortcut works in Vision space is what I want. Like, yeah, because the the linear part of it is what confuses a lot of people and like how can I like represent actions connecting to each other and like outputs moving from one step to the other in a like complete visual way is like, you can really kind of see that become this like future computing thing that makes it make a lot more sense. And, and then I can just grab it and set it aside and like that kind of stuff. So it's pretty, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like, it is. That's, yeah. I think that's where like the first day the Vision Pro came out. I was like, "Whoa, that looks really cool!" Like cool Apple hardware. And then that night, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah. <laughs> it took a minute for it to hit me. Yeah, for sure. So, um, just a storage update. As we talked about, Time Machine. I'm using 825 gigabytes of my one terabyte. Uh, 325 of that is ferrite, and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, soon man, have a problem <laughs> with. Um, my new transcript app by the Ferrite developer, because that's already taking up seven gigabytes, and I've only done two transcripts. So I'm going to be very vigilant about offloading my transcripts. Yeah. Even still, you should you should have some sort of external. Like I see why you want Time Machine now, because if yeah. that has all your audio files, and that's yes. the only backup. I have a Synology, so I need to do better about um, archiving those to Synology. Um, I just I yeah. just share them to Dropbox after I'm done, and I just keep the audio files in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ferrite, uh, it's, uh, that is why my... It's also part of like, oh, that's why my iCloud's so full, is <laughs> it's backing up this 800 gigabytes worth of data. Um, 
Yeah. True. So the last, I believe the last new action uh, that we know about um, is the ability to change the wallpaper. Um, this is the lock screen wallpaper or the um, home screen or both? It's it's a combination. So I, you notice I put in, you put in your notes. I could have sworn I was doing this before. Yeah. I, I, you yeah. can set the wallpaper, which is different than changing it. So this, the reason this changed is there used to only be one wallpaper and now each lock screen is combined with the wallpaper. Yeah. So like if you can have, like if you use set wallpaper, it will change what the current lock screen slash wallpaper situation is to your new wallpaper, but you can still have like your other one. And those are, those are tied to focus modes also. So it's, it's a little confusing coming from where we used to be, but basically now it's like I have the weather locks. I have the weather wallpaper and I also have like the space one Mm -hmm. and those are just alternates for the home screen. And I can't set I can't like set a photo to those. I mean, I could use set wallpaper to, mm-hmm. to switch it, but like I can't just like that would then I no longer have the space one. So it's kind of just like a way to switch in between them, okay. which then if they are tied to focus modes, it will change your focus mode also and your home screen. So this is kind of a change home screen action itself without it's not like go to page five though or something also. So I think. Again, it's a little confusing, and I think they should have change page on the home screen so that I can go to page five of a specific wallpaper and, like, even within a focus mode because that would be, like, I want to do my work thing, and it's on page three so I can switch to the work focus mode and change which page mm. on the page there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> layers and layers of metaphors for where where exactly you are but um i think it's like these wallpapers are associated with the lock screen so you'll still maintain your lock screen widgets it would just change the artwork for it okay or or no wait this will literally that would be set wallpaper change wallpaper will move to a different lock screen that has i'd have to test it with (laughs) Yeah. Because they also like I you don't always have to associate the lock screen with the wallpaper, so that might be the one confusing thing. Um I think most of the but like when you when you use it, you go in and you select a wallpaper. So like it's pretty clear as you're utilizing it how it works. Gotcha. And that is the last new one? Did I forget anything? Um I mean there's other features, uh, but I think that's it. Let me double check. Uh I think there was something around the weight action now supposedly does work for like multiple minutes. This was one thing that like That's people try right. to be like wait four days and it yeah. doesn't work. Um, so I think there's, I think it's extended, but I don't, I personally don't, I don't recommend these kind of things because if you, you don't try to it. do two hours and it doesn't work, you're going to be upset. And so like, yeah. I don't want to recommend something that's likely to fail. But also, like, a couple of minutes can work now more. Oh, good. Because, yeah, I did so, try to use that in the past. It was so frustrating where I'm, like, even waiting 10 minutes is, like, not working. Yeah. It's, like, I use it when I make API requests to wait one extra second so that it doesn't overload yeah. the thing. And I think that's kind of what it was designed for. And, like, right. when it was workflow, you can't run anything in the background. So there was never this expectation that you could close the app and it would continue working. Um Right. But yeah. Gotcha. So that again, test it. Yeah. And especially if you're combining it with true automation. Yes. 
just like what is happening like two hours later something happens <laughs> right so um we've mentioned before but app intents are powering interactive widgets which also power shortcuts um and then kind of kind of what ramifications here does this mean as developers are working on these widgets they'll just by default have these show up in shortcuts or will they have to like t- put a toggle that says do this please too so, somewhat i mean they they have control like there is there's a certain uh, function of app intents that will provide their uh, app intents is essentially another word for for the actions in shortcuts but it's a way that they can do it outside of the ecosystem so like right now on a widget you can like refresh the widget and you would never want to provide that as a shortcut action so they can hide it from the shortcuts app but functionally yes app intents means that if it, the developer is going in to adopt interactive widgets, it's kind of like, well, you might as well do shortcuts too, since you just built the low, like half of the functionality out of it. Um, and so I think this is again, Apple kind of doing this strategically where I, I mean, I don't know if it's strategic or just functional also not like a sneaky thing, but just by adopting interactive widgets, you're kind of already getting into shortcuts too and yeah. focus mode type stuff. And so hopefully it is like, force not forcing but just kind of funneling developers through the shortcuts channels as well um so we should just be able to see more and because app intense is a more modern api than what the custom intense and series stuff we had before Mm -hmm. shortcuts will just be more powerful and built more according to what you would expect from more recent or like the most powerful actions rather than what used to be standalone series shortcut type things. Okay. Um, and it's backwards compatible, so this old stuff keeps working kind of. Um, they have to do stuff to make it. I mean, if, if they still have it, it'll keep working. Yeah. But going forward, I think the interactive widgets was like they had to d- redesign things right. to be able to take advantage of this. So gotcha. it's it should be like I maybe they won't prioritize it ahead of interactive widgets, but I think throughout the next year, we should see a lot more apps get more powerful shortcut support and like just a reason to do it where they maybe didn't last year. Like one of my clients didn't have shortcuts last year and now that's, it is like, well, we already are. We have that interactive widgets. Like what do we do with app shortcuts now and stuff like that? Yeah. That's awesome. And then um, we mentioned it briefly before, but watch us can find apps are like, more independent with shortcuts. Like there are actions buy watch apps that can run on the watch when you're away from your iPhone, which is a a brilliant thing. Yeah, it's huge. I think it's, I haven't again tested this too much. I think the one weird thing is all those app shortcuts. um, They're adding a feature that's called, it's just like Siri will intelligently match. If you use a synonym phrase, like find instead of get on the phone, it'll like understand that and, route you to the proper app shortcut on the watch it does have to be exact so i think it's kind of like i mean the watch just can't handle as much immediate on device processing um but it should be able to do more and more i think this is this is one of those ones where i think because i do this at scale i have a lot of trouble testing watch os shortcuts because i need to make sure they even sync in the first place and then running it with siri and making sure it works and like then optimizing it is that that roundabout loop always just drives me nuts. And so like <laughs> I I need to do more of this. Um, but definitely the watch is is 
in general becoming a lot more independent. And so I hope if they, we do get a fully independent watch, it can just kind of run shortcuts and, and do some more advanced stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything we didn't touch on that I'd like to before we wrap it up? I mean, in general, I think it, I think the Mac stuff is going to be b- pretty interesting. I think putting the extra large or any size shortcut widget onto your desktop is just going to make shortcuts more prevalent for people, especially just tiny little functions. Most people probably won't have 10 widgets like me, and there's no sort of stacking. So that's what I would love for sure. Um, But just making it accessible on every device in a way that has priority focus, I think is going to be big for shortcuts just because when you want to use something, you can go find it and it's right there. And so that is true of Spotlight as well. I think that's going to be, especially for iPad and if you have a keyboard, just command space type for the thing and do it is like a perfect experience. Um, I don't, I just don't use spotlight on the Mac, so I should more because just running my shortcuts there is great too. Um, but overall, I think the automations thing is going to be a big feature too. It's just going to let you use shortcuts without using it. Like you don't have to try, it just works. And so people always love that as well. So in some ways, it always feels like this with shortcuts, but it's almost like a reset where now the app works like you expect it and you can kind of get your expectations fulfilled rather than going in and maybe be being disappointed at that point. So they really just need to add those camera controls, man. That would, those little, all those little yeah. functions are the things that people want. We all and know stage how to manager, do the basic uh, stuff. Organization. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stage manager would be huge too. So I think there is some, it seems like clearly low hanging fruit that they could add in and kind of fill those remaining gaps. And then it's like, I think it's, I don't know, like the, the iPad has gotten so many pro features, but the software hasn't in the way that we pros need it. And so iPad OS and shortcuts in particular are the opportunities to fulfill those roles for power users in the way that they really need them and can't otherwise get it done on the operating system at all. And that's what makes the iPad something that's both for the everyday user and the pro user way more than a Mac is where they can't use it for their everyday or maybe they can, but they just don't want to. And the iPad is just fun to use too. So yeah. I felt like I just gave a little speech. No, that was fun. <laughs> I'm, that was that's the perfect thing for podcasts, though, is like, just get it all out at once. <laughs> yeah. No, I've enjoyed the chat. I always enjoy catching up uh, with you. Um, so far, it's been once a year, but I, I do think, you know, next, next uh, you know, January, yeah, as they release it uh, early 2024, <laughs> we'll have that chat. Man, that's but why I was, pro. for the, to get the, ipad review unit i was like this might be perfect timing hey you guys need shortcuts on the vision i need to test it you really need me to test it absolutely um that's for your sake (laughs) yeah i do wonder if they'll optimize the app for launch or if that'll be like a um vision os 2 thing in the summer of uh yeah i'm gonna have to my corporate hat is going to say it'll it'll take a minute to get right because it's if you really are doing it fully, you gotta 
give it time. You yeah, remember WatchOS one was available for like three months before two shipped. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, it'll be interesting that they'll ship Vision OS one in um, you know spring or um, late uh, winter or whatever, and then uh, we'll have the beta for Vision OS two probably just a couple months later with the the summer beta cycle. Man, I imagine. I can't imagine fi- imagine filing shortcuts feedback for Vision OS. It's like, oh, here, <laughs> replicate this. Uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, where can people dig into your shortcuts catalog and all the stuff that you're creating? Uh, com is where everything is located. I've got the shortcuts library and everything all in the menu bar. Uh, the membership is $15 every three months and then $50 a year. And yeah, I've got a new membership podcast and tons of content coming. I've been a little slow over the summer because I've been building this stuff out, but yeah. I've got so I've always have endless projects going forward. I think <laughs> that's been the why I switched to OmniFocus. So that has been uh, yeah. super helpful. But yeah, otherwise just sign up for the newsletter and you'll get all the content. I, I'm doing it currently every two weeks or so. Okay, um, but yeah, very cool. And I love the every three month thing. That's like a nice change from the monthly subscriptions. Like yeah. okay, every three months I can heal that. Like something about monthly made it felt like I was trying to like just like do each month rather than get good shortcuts and long i didn't i got kind of into that rat race so i sort of shifted things out now but summer is always a good time to do that and oh yeah there's so much shortcuts opportunity at all times so for sure well thank you matt matthew i really appreciate your time today yeah thank you well, that has been a discussion with Matthew all about shortcuts. Make sure to check out Matthew's work over at MatthewCassinelli.com. My thanks again to Matthew for his time recording, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. And my thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of Epic Pros. You can support this podcast by trying out Agenda. Learn more at www.agenda.com. Get early access to both iPad Pros and Vision Pros by subscribing at patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.